This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Um, I want to talk about a big day for Joe Hayden. I want to talk about this game, obviously, coming up on Monday night between the Browns and Bengals. But, Daryl, the big question, and I've had a lot of people ask me because uh, you know, I, I have the pulse of the city, but I just don't have it on this question. Um, what kind of candy will Daryl Ryder be handing out on Halloween? And do you get a lot of trick-or-treaters? Uh, I don't get a lot of trick-or-treaters these days. I used to. Um, the street that I live on is not a drive through street, which is great because that means idiots don't go screaming down my road. Right. Um, but, yeah, my I, I'm not going to lie. Like my house is not like a Halloween destination for the neighborhood for candy, but I am generous. I give out Reese's and Snickers. I give, I I make sure I give out good stuff. Like I don't, I don't give out some of the, the weak sauce that you see out there. I make sure you get a quality candy bar. If you stop by for trick or treat. So wait, are we talking about the, like the half sizes, the minis or the the ones that drive me nuts? I'm going to be honest, the Snickers that came out a couple of years ago and they're still pretty big right now. In fact, I think I have one in my car. Right yeah, now. we're not talking okay, the little I'm... squares. I don't do the little squares. I Here do it that. is, like I... the, these little ones. No, no, you not can those. See it. I, the, and I just happened to grab it because I we have a handful. Yeah, no, no, I, can, I, these I, are I don't do ridiculous. Snickers. Yeah, th- those are like the the single bite Snickers. No, I do the I do like the the minis, the mini bars. Single bite. This is like barely a taste of sticker. <laughs> you you don't even have to chew that. You could just pop <laughs> that in your mouth and swallow it whole. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why Snickers. Not, oh, here's what we'll do. We'll take all the letters and we'll just put one individually in there. So when kids get home at the end of the night, they can see, they can if, they see can if they can spell out Snickers. Actually, it's a, it's a genius marketing ploy. It does work, but I'm just not. And then you know why they do it too, because <clears throat> when they do the multi candy bags, they can say, Oh, there's 600 pieces in here. Yeah. 600 pieces of three Snickers. Yes. A hundred percent. Exactly. Yeah, that's marketing. Exactly what it is. It's like yeah, you bag it, you bought, you buy a bag of potato chips and 75% of the bag is air. It's a good point. Good point. What, um, uh, last, I just, one more question, because I know a lot of people ask me this question too. When Daryl Ryder was a kid, what was his favorite costume to wear on Halloween? Pirate. I love dressing up as a pirate. I think I did that like three times. You did? Yeah. Really? Yeah. 
was real big. Now, the last time as an adult that I dressed up for Halloween, I was Ron Burgundy. Oh, that would have been great. Which I don't think I can dress up as Ron Burgundy anymore. Because, like, you know, because I would walk around and, you know, anyone that's seen the movie Anchorman, you know, I would recite lines from the movie trying to do my trying to do my Ron Burgundy. And of course, 90 percent of the lines from the movie, you can't recite anymore. So No, that's funny, because I was going to tell you some of the things I dressed up as in college. And I realized that none of them would be uh... appropriate for today's. Yeah, I mean, are they over the top? No, but they, would somebody be like, really? And then you'd be like, yeah, all right, maybe we shouldn't have done that. Or, or you know, one of those kind of yeah. things. Yeah, um, like, I, I don't get, I, I, uh, I'm a big Bill Maher fan, and on his uh, HBO show, he did uh, his his end of end of show topic, what was Halloween costumes and stuff. Right. And I, I thought he made a really good point about, like, um, you know, the outrage over people dressing up as Jeffrey Dahmer. And he's like, if there's ever like the whole point of dressing up for Halloween is to freak people out. And if there's ever a dude that would freak you out, it's Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> you <know> sure. I mean? <laughs> but uh, I-, I thought his comic because about the oversensitivity as far as like costumes and stuff. And I look, I get there, there are some costumes that are like completely inappropriate and shouldn't be worn and, and whatever, but Halloween is supposed to be fun it's supposed to be an opportunity to kind of let loose a little bit and, you know, make fun of the morbid and, uh, you, right. know, you know, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I, um, I always tried to do like really, uh, um, fun costumes. Um, I was not a good looking kid growing up. So I was told, uh, by a lot of my classmates, uh, not much <laughs> of a good looking guy in, in my mid forties now. So I really, you know, I really don't need to dress up anymore for Halloween, but um, I always enjoyed fun costumes. Um, one, one of my first jobs, um, I worked a video counter. So when Toy Story came out for the, uh, the, the promotion, the Pixar promotion for the movie, when it went to right. video rental, I was, we all dressed up and I was Woody. Perfect. I, I dressed up as Woody for the, the thing. And then that was a lot of fun, but yeah, I, I, I'm a fun costume guy. I'm not a, uh, you know, Freddy Krueger or Jason or no. Myers or Ugh. the scream guy, you know, the of scream. course, Dustin yeah. will be dressed up tomorrow when he walks in the studio. He'll be Mike Myers. He'll try to I would be very out. disappointed if Dustin was not dressed up. I think he's done that every year. Let me also give you one other <clears throat> behind the scenes story. Sorry, my throat's going a little bit here. Um, the, the Dahmer story reminded me of another story. Did you know, and uh, you know, rest his soul, um, Michael Stanley, but Jeffrey Dahmer was a big MSB fan. Yes. And so when the producers were putting the show together, I haven't seen the show yet, but I just remember Michael coming in and going, this is really weird. They're, they're doing this thing on, on Dahmer. And they're asking me if I have any old like MSB t-shirts and stuff to get a hold of so that they could do some of that during this, uh, is it a, it's a series that's out right now the Dahmer series yeah I, yeah I, I don't know that i just i know everyone's talking about it so um and michael talked about that you know before he passed away we we had a couple of conversations about that about how he thought it was just it was it was just like jeffrey Dahmer loved msb and he was like and they were looking for t-shirts and stuff so yeah i gave it to him for the, the producers were singing for a serial show. killer isn't that crazy you, you didn't know it right yeah that is fun. um Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Daryl, let's hop a little bit into the game. All right, so your thoughts on this game against the Bengals. I obviously think this is the season. It's a game changer. It's um, it's the difference between being able to make the play. Even, even having a glimmer of hope of a postseason compared to just saying, okay, now what do we do? And how are we going to regroup for the future where we don't have first-round draft picks? Yeah, I gave up the glimmer of hope last week. I think it vanished when they lost to the Ravens. Well, I'd rather have a glimmer. But you're right. As we were talking about earlier, like if they win this game, they can all talk themselves into still having a chance, right? Uh, if they lose it, there's, there's no talking their way into anything because you're, you're two and six and you're, you're, you're cooked and you might as well just cancel the rest of the season and save us all the time. But, um, you know, I, I, I think it's a winnable game. Again, the, the Bengals are like the one team the Browns can beat. Joe Burrow has never beaten the Browns, which unfortunately means he's due. He is, I mean, he is flaming hot right now. He's thrown six touchdowns in two games. He's thrown for, uh, I think, 781 yards combined over the last two games. The explosive down the field plays are back. Um, now, the protection up front still not great. Uh, I, I did chuckle a little bit uh, on Saturday when Miles Garrett said, uh, he's not Lamar Jackson. True, but Miles My- still gave me, he goes, but that guy is like really freaky talented and it's going to be really tough to contain him. Um, so yeah, th- this is going to be a tough, this, this has the potential to be a very entertaining game. And when I say entertaining, I mean like defense optional for both teams. Like I, I just, I, I feel like, and I got to tell I love shootouts. I love shootout games. I love a good 42 to 41 game. I don't know why I just do. It's kind of like so high that, would, that would make game. you a huge Ohio state fan then right now. Ah, uh, big, big Buckeye fan, big Buckeye honk here was very, very happy about that outcome. In well, the fourth quarter was, Oh, mm, that's, that's how the game is played. Um, the professional football in the state of Ohio has played in Columbus and Cincinnati. Um, Used to be just Columbus, but the Bengals were in the Super Bowl last year. So I guess Cincinnati plays pro football too. The Browns, they're still trying to figure out what pro football is all about. And that's unfortunate. But um, yeah, I I am I've not made my pick yet for this game, Andy. Because well, do it now, Daryl. No, I feel like a politician because I'm going back and forth. I'm trying to talk myself into the Browns winning this game. Like the easy pick for me to be like, Bengals are gonna win, Browns go to two and six. Done. Sure. Right. Right. But I'm trying to talk myself into the Browns winning this game Monday night. I really am. Yeah, I, I am too, especially because it just, you know, I can't imagine going into the bye week thinking, wow, the season's over. That, I think I that's can. we've done it before. I know what it's like. I know. I mean, it's not even November yet. I know. It's such a brutal feeling knowing that your team has no hope. Like you're hoping, okay, let's have hope at least until Thanksgiving, right? I can go into the last month of the season going, all right, we're worried about next year, but we can't even do that. Like nope. we can't worry about next year because we don't have the draft picks right now. They and next really, year really... never carries over. Like, I mean, right? I mean, 2020, uh, we're, we're all thinking coming out of that, hey, it's going to carry over into to next season and the Browns are contenders, this, that, and the other. And, you know, that, that season, you know, went to hell and it, in the blink of an eye and now the team has regressed even further right and 
you're just sitting there saying, well, Deshaun's coming back at the end of the, at the end of the season, right? Get him for the final six games. So that'll carry over into next year. And I can't even now bring, like I'm to a point now, I can't even bring myself to have that conversation because I've yet to see any carryover. Well, if they lose, that's the next month. Everything's everything turns to Deshaun. Yeah. Everything turns to Deshaun. So. Well, we've we've we already started asking questions about it this week. I mean, we asked Jacoby Brissett, "Hey, you got yeah. you got a couple more of these starts to go, and you know, are you thinking about Deshaun coming back? And how can you still be a leader if you're not starting and on the field playing and things?" So we're we, as the folks covering the team, we're already there. That's true. Well, we'll see what happens Monday night. It's the Browns and Bengals, and we will have a post game show for you immediately following. So uh, bring your PJs, bring your blankets. I'm sure you're going to want to stay up in the middle of the night. And I'm guessing Joe Hayden will be the dog pound captain. Oh, that's right. Yeah, just quickly, uh, just tell me a little bit about Joe Hayden because I, I maybe we can talk a little bit more about this tomorrow. But Joe Hayden will be a, signed a one day contract with the Browns yeah. yesterday. Yeah, a press conference. He's, yeah, he'll officially retire as a member of the Cleveland Browns. Uh, he was back. It was good seeing him back at the facility on uh, Saturday. Got the same smile he had when he was 21 years old back in 2010. That you know, big bright smile of his. Uh, just a just a ton of energy. The thing that I'm going to remember most about Joe Hayden, Andy, is how not only his, his, his love, respect, and appreciation for the city of Cleveland, but how, how the losing affected him. It like, I, all these guys are competitors. All these guys want to win, but the losing affected Joe in ways that I never saw losing affect pro athletes. He took it personally. Sure. And, um, and so that's why anytime fans would get on him because he signed with the Steelers and stuff like that, or, you know, they would question his heart because he got hurt. You know, he did have in, some injury history and things like that. I, I, I just, I, I just, I, I remember those scenes in the, in the locker room, whether it was during the week or after games and I, I just, I will always respect and appreciate him because nobody took losing harder. And the Browns did a lot of the best season they had when he was here was 2014 when they went seven and nine. That was the, the Brian Hoyer was awesome. And the team was, Pay the you, know, man. you know, and then someone in the building decided they needed to sell more Johnny football jerseys and they had to get him on the field. And then the season went to hell. Um, he, he just, he, he, he loved being a Cleveland Brown. The reason he went to the Pittsburgh Steelers was because the Browns didn't want him anymore because they, they needed to lose games. Joe was going to make the rest of the team look bad. They couldn't have really good pro bowl caliber players on their team. And you know what? And, and I wrote this in my story on the website too, Andy, they did him. They, they did right by him by trading or by releasing him because they spared him the indignity of a winless season. Point. He had just suffered one in 15. Okay. Right. He just went through that. They spared him 0 in 16. So honestly, they did him a favor. And the reason he went to Pittsburgh is because his, his family was in Cleveland. Pittsburgh's two hours away. He didn't have to move his family if he didn't want to, at least right away. We forget these guys are human beings too. Right. So, and the fact that he made a Pro Bowl with the Steelers, um, I think it was in 2019, uh, is great. Good for him. But yeah, all time Mount Rushmore of the expansion era. He's on it and all time good guys. Daryl Ryder's all time good guy Browns team. 
He's on it. He's right there with Phil Dawson and Joe Thomas and Josh Cribs and all those guys. Like I it just, I, I can't say enough good things about Joe Hayden, the player and Joe Hayden, the person. Ditto. I echo your sentiments and uh, I always know that he was easy to work with. And just so I, I remember all the charity events and all that other stuff that, you know, he cared about the team, even though he was in Pittsburgh, it just, it didn't, something didn't really seem right about him being a Steeler. And I don't know that I'll ever think of him as a Steeler down the road. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin for our producer, Meredith Kane. Thanks for listening to it's always game day in Cleveland. The next time we will talk to you, we'll be following the Browns and Bengals. Where will Kareem Hunt be? That's another question we'll have answered, hopefully, on the next edition of It's Always Game Day. Thanks for listening.